Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bearded Levites podcast. I am one of your hosts, Taylor Johnson, and with me, as always, is my co-host. I'm Jeremy. What's up, everybody? So, our last couple episodes, which if you're a big fan of the podcast, then you probably loved the month of uh, March, because you got a double dose. Um, <laughs> right. And But, so we talked about Holy Week, we talked about Easter, we talked about all that stuff, but we did it. We did those episodes before we actually did those holy days, before we did those services. So we wanted to take a, I don't know, what, an hour-ish to... Yeah, just kind of recap, I think. Yeah, just debrief a little bit, because the theme through both of those episodes was, this is going to be weird. Like, it's going to be different. Uh, There there was just no way around it. It was going to be a different uh, vibe to the whole whole deal because of COVID. Um, Last year... If I remember correctly, all of these services were virtual or were COVID pandemic, whatever that looked like for us last year. But it was also, God, I hope this works kind of feeling because it was all <laughs> so new um, that it just was a like, I, it, in, in, anything is good. Anything right. is is. Yeah. is is yeah. achievable at that like it, yeah. as long as we have some kind of service but now we'd had a whole year to really work it out and not just hold on by the seat of our pants and hope that something comes out the other end but yeah. actually like craft a worship experience for these for these services yeah, yeah i remember last year it, you know right at east it was had an early easter last year i think if i remember right and you know covid started kind of right in the middle of march kind of front end of march i think and like we thought maybe we'd be, you know, in Texas, at least we thought, oh, you know, two or three weeks, we'd be, you know, we'd be back on our feet. And then lo and behold, it was like, nope, Easter, it looks like is going to be, we're doing this lockdown, man. Like what yeah. is, what is that going to, and so it was kind of survival mode, get in, oh, yeah, for get sure. it done, whatever you got to do to make sure Easter happens. Um, but there was no walking through that that you know the holy week it just didn't happen last year at all so you're right man it was kind of cool to be able to say okay here we are on this side now granted we you know where we are now we're we're back we're back open and and kind of in full swing but i know you guys you guys aren't so we can talk about talk about that and kind of what that looked like for you guys i'm kind of excited to hear what y'all did well Ours is a little bit of a grab bag because our first Sunday back with people in the sanctuary was Palm Sunday. Oh, yeah. So we did have kind of a an exciting Holy Week in the sense that like, oh, we're doing lots of stuff now. Like it, it's a big, big, big change. Because um, if I remember correctly, last year, our first virtual service was Monday, Thursday. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I think that is correct. Yeah, because the, the, the way I keep it straight in my head is a couple of friends of mine opened a bakery at the end of March last year. Oh. And I was going to go get birth because my birthday is also at the end of March. And so I was going to go get a birthday bagel. And that's when everything shut down. Mm. And so then it was an immediate like, okay, cool. Everything shut down, but also it's Holy Week. So I'm, I, I think our last in-person was Palm Sunday last year. Wow. Yeah, so it's all different, but yeah, it'll it'll be. Let's just kind of go blow by blow. Yeah. So our first one is Ash Wednesday. Like we're gonna go all the way back, beginning of Lent, yeah, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. We were still full full virtual. We didn't have anybody in the room for that one. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, any congregation wise, like staff and musicians were there, but that was, I guess, like the litmus test for like how how is all this gonna go? Because it is one that, and we talked about this in the Ash Wednesday episode the whole deal with that service is a touch. Mm. Like you're, you're right. going to touch somebody like you're going to impose ashes. How is this going to go if we're not touching anybody? Right. And there's nobody even in there to be touched. We didn't do ashes mm. at all. We didn't do like, I, I talked to some colleagues and some of them did like drive through ashes. Some of them did outdoor ashes, which just sounds like it's going to be a cloud of ash. I know some friends of mine, did little uh like take home containers of ash like mm. little half ounce ash containers yeah, of, like they ordered a bunch of like acrylic lip balm little things that oh, you can yeah. like, but they made like 200 of them. like just, just something insane so everybody could come get them 
And we just didn't. Hmm. And you know what? It was fine. I missed it. I, like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss it. I wish hmm. we had been able to do the ashes. I like, we all know I'm super religious. Like, I, I love the trappings of religion. I love the ritual of religion. I'm getting my whole doctorate in liturgy. But it was such a moment where we could really just dig down deeper into, like, what are the ashes trying to do? Right. Well, the ashes are really just that outward physical sign, which I think is incredibly valuable. Those outward physical signs, those tangible moments. Um, one of the terms I'm really enjoying of late, which is maybe the nerdiest way to start a sentence ever. <laughs> one of the terms I'm really enjoying of late is tangible sacramentality. And that came out of one of the, <laughs> my classes a couple of years ago uh, about uh, rites and rituals for the dead, the dying and the sick. So that was a real uplifting kind of two hours a day for that one. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, the class was incredible. Like absolutely love that class. And one of the things I discovered is the African charismatic revival of anointing the sick. Mm. Not that the oil itself does anything, but it is a tangible sign of the sacrament of grace you are experiencing in that moment. And so like that to me is what the ashes are. It's good. But even without that, we were still able to have Ash Wednesday and still able to begin that Lenten journey of reflection and repentance in all the other language, in the music that was sung, in everything else, just without that one touch point. Hmm. But it was still Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Still very much felt like Ash Wednesday, still very much a great kickoff to Lent. So yeah, it, it was an interesting, and also then became a hopeful moment for looking ahead to, to Holy Week of like, okay, well, this is fine. If a service whose whole deal is to like go touch somebody's forehead right. is fine, then you know what? I think Holy Week's going to be fine. Hmm. Yeah. Did y'all do Ash Wednesday? Uh, no. Yeah. We don't, okay. uh, we don't, we don't do Ash Wednesday here as, as uh, currently as I'm, as I am now. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I know it's a little bit of a hit and miss service for for Baptist churches. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and where we are now, it's kind of a um, we're a, I mean now it's a I'm in a Bible church, and so it's oh that's right. It's a little different um, as far as uh, liturgy anyway, because they yeah. don't they're not real deep liturgical. Almost, oh, they yeah, almost have more of an independent a deep liturgical tradition, right? I mean, well, they they almost have more of like a um, uh, an independent Baptist type feel, you know. I grew up in a Bible church, so I definitely oh, yeah, know the, that's right, that's the right. vibe you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it um, it's kind of one of those just overlooked things. It's just not really even mentioned. That doesn't mean, uh, you know, we couldn't we couldn't try something or you know, throw out ideas for what that might look like. Um, yeah. Like and I think service, you know, on Ash Wednesday, it can be a big jump to go from like, we don't do anything to we're going to rub dirt on your face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's a, that's a big step for a lot of people, especially with that kind of anti-Catholic sentiment that runs through a lot of more evangelical flavors right. of Christianity and Ash Wednesday might be the most Catholic feeling service of them all. Right. Which is why I say if 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 I were to introduce something, it would probably be like, "Hey, join us for join us for an evening of worship on this Ash Wednesday, and yeah, it's going to yeah. be a, a it's going to be a reflective service. It's going to be a, a, a just a time of worship and prayer um, to kind of throw out that idea. We're not going to go hard. I wouldn't go hard into that, you know, first yeah, night. Yeah. No um, need to go hard in the paint. That's yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> no, but the, but but the fact that we had an Ash Wednesday, and we're a church that has done Ash Wednesday for eight or nine years now. But the fact that we could have a very meaningful Ash Wednesday without ashes, I think speaks to the power of just that service in general. Yeah. And the fact that while the ashes are a wonderful and powerful and important element of that service, Ash Wednesday is bigger than ashes. Hmm. And so, yeah, just having a Linton kickoff Wednesday service and even calling it Ash Wednesday to open the door for like, well, what does that mean? Da, da, da. Like, right. There's a discussion point jump off. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, it was good. I, I, I remember very distinctly remember driving home from when, and we recorded it and then like premiered it on Wednesday. Oh yeah. Um, but I remember driving back from when we recorded it thinking like, that was good. 
Hmm. Like that's that's going to be just fine. So then, I don't know. Fast forward roughly six weeks. I say, did y'all do anything else in there in that Linton season other than just regular Sunday? You know, nothing stream? more than just our our regular like Linton stuff in general. Yeah. No, we we just kind of kept it rolling yeah. as as normal from there. Yeah. Um. But then we fast forward to Holy Week itself, which was. Hmm half of our March stuff in our episodes. So yeah, ours was a little interesting just because we added lots of extra things in a big busy week because that was our time when we opened back up mm. um, and had people in the sanctuary again. So, so we have both now, and this is, I know the reality for most churches the in-person congregation, but also still the virtual at-home congregation. Mm-hmm. So we've got this split room yeah. um, that we wanted to make sure that we like honored that because like there's no pressure on people to come back. Um, and depending on what your desire is for your worship experience, you might even be better off at home. I had one family show up Palm Sunday and on their way out, made sure to tell me like, Hey, we really enjoyed this, but we will not be back next week. And we want you to know it's not because anything bad happened. It's because we want to sing. Yeah. And we're not singing in the room right now. I hope we're not too terribly far from that. I'm certainly not going to put a date on it. Um, (laughs) But like, that's the thing they wanted to do. And so, yep. Home is where you need to be. Yeah. But what that meant is so as with a lot of churches that do Palm Sunday, I don't know if y'all do this too. I'd imagine maybe we had the kids come down with some palm branches, like, you know, the normal procession. And like we had to logistically adjust that a little bit. We, since now we film and live stream where our camera is now, normally they would just march right on down the center aisle. Well, that put them real close to people sitting on that aisle. And we didn't necessarily love that. Um, but also that's not the best camera view for that anymore. And so we just, we had them wait in a large room outside the sanctuary. They were all spaced out on chairs. And then we had them like walk through the front, not coming down the aisle because it was a better shot for the camera. Still a procession, Hmm. still a Palm Sunday event, a regular children's Sunday event, but just with minor tweaks here and there. But the big thing is we knew that not every family was like down to come back. Right. So we set up times. We, Teresa set up, I didn't do this. Teresa was all over it. She did a great job. Set up times for families to come in and they recorded those kids coming down the aisle. And so we then spliced all those together while, and played that inward. So like, I guess just to run down exactly how this went. So we normally, they come down during our first hymn. And so I got up, went to the pulpit and introed like, Hey, this is about to go down. I mean, I did it in better language than that, <laughs> but, uh, Hey, y'all get ready. It's hey, kiddos. Happening. <laughs> no, they're not like power Rangers. It's morphin time. But, uh, I, I made sure to say a word explicitly like, Hey, it's every year we do this palm procession, but this year is unique because we have kids here and kids at home. And so to honor that virtual and in-person congregation, we're going to show a video first of those kids who were not able to be here today, processing the palms. And then we will sing together this hymn. If you're at home, if you're in the room, you just get to like pray the words. Yeah. Um, as kids process in person. And so I thought it was super, super important to make sure we had that very explicit word that our kids at home are just as much a part of this as our kids in the room. Our families at home are just as much a part of this as our families in the room. Um, So I think that's going to be a challenge moving forward and actually coming uh, the challenge being making sure that both groups feel like they are the group that they're just as much a congregation as either other group. Right. And so saying it explicitly, like, yep, all of our kids in person and virtual get to participate in kids Sunday. Hmm. 
And so coming back on Palm Sunday, while definitely tricky in that, oh, cool, now we get to adapt every Holy Week service for in-person and virtual. This is neat. Um, except <laughs> Thursday. We didn't do Thursday that way. Right. Um, it did provide an amazing opportunity to just reinforce that, yeah, at home and in person, all of this is Trinity Baptist. Like, right. And that was just so, so, so important. Uh, and I was really glad we were able to do that. And we had some kids do stuff in person. We had some kids record videos of like the scripture reading or whatever that they then sent in and we played. So it was a very good hybrid feel to the, like the, the whole thing. Yeah. What about y'all? Yeah. Palm Sunday was, it was, I mean, we, we did a, a processional thing um, that they've done the last few years. We didn't, of course, you know, obviously we didn't get to do that last year, but uh, basically we have two, we have three sections in our sanctuary and two aisles. So one on the left, one on the right. You kind of come down the middle section of the of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the kids, you know, came in with, uh, with palm branches on our opening song. And they came running down or came walking down the aisle. They crisscrossed at the front of the sanctuary and then exited back out. And then they did that again. And it's always fun to watch because, you know, you always got a couple of kids who are going to go rogue and they go – you know, they go a different way or they run around the, they run around the, the room a couple of times uh, away from everybody else. So it's always Normal fun kid to, stuff. Yeah. You know, it's fun to watch. Um, totally, totally missed my own kids walking through there. I, I didn't even realize job, dad. I was just, I was such a terrible dad. I was like, uh, we got done. I was like, was my kids even in that? I didn't even, I didn't even look for them. I was like, man, gosh, it was terrible. They're just um, desperately waving at you. I mean, you know, I know, right. Completely. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. To be fair, I was in the middle of leading the song. So, uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, but that was, that was just kind of an opening. It was a, I think it was a, I think it was a good fun thing for the church to see. Um, obviously it was worshipful. It was a, it was a, but I, I think, you know, I go back and forth on this, but I think those are, those are good times for our church to see. And of course I, I'm always a big advocate for um, uh, the church needs to see children in worship, you know? And I, I try to do as much as I can to use children in worship and use those things. But I think those are good times for us to to see and to advocate for uh, using children in worship. I think I think it's a great opportunity. Um, and so it's fun for the church to see that that side and that aspect. Other than that, we didn't really do uh, a whole lot. We didn't theme Palm Sunday because we're in the middle of a, a series in Thessalonians. So we took a break for Easter, but uh, the week here's here's what was funny. What was hard for me uh, as a as a worship leader that week because I had a this is a, I'm gonna call this worship leader probs. If you don't know, um, there's a uh, there's a Facebook group called Worship Leader Probs and a and a podcast. They're really really great. They have some really great topics. But one of the probs I had with Palm Sunday was we were in we were in the fifth chapter of First uh, Thessalonians which is about the day of the Lord and resurrection uh, on Palm Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yep. So here I am on about Palm one Sunday, week off the week before Easter. And we're having the theme of service about resurrection. And I'm trying to keep in mind that we're not singing hallelujah. Right. Right. Because yeah. Yeah. We have buried the, hallelujah. I yeah. can't, I'm just sitting there going dead gum. How hard can I like, how many songs can talk about resurrection and not say hallelujah? Turns out there are a couple, uh, but yeah, there might a- literally be like two. <laughs> um, in fact, one of the songs we did during this week was a, uh, it's a fairly new song by uh, Phil Wickham. It's called uh, great things. And um, the, the, we purposely left out the bridge because it's the bridge is hallelujah. And I'm like, can't do it. We're not doing yep. it. So we Skip just purposely it. just skipped right over it. But um, uh, anyway, it was, it was one of those Sundays where it was really uh, unique because we were we were planning and we were talking about resurrection before we even got to Easter. And so uh, it was really it was a really unique uh, week. but that yeah, for, as far really as funny. Palm Sunday focus, the only, really the only thing we did was had the kids process in with palms. Um, and we read that we just read that opening or we read that story. It was a, I, was, I think it was a video that we showed that did the the, the, the scripture passage. And then we launched into the songs and then just yeah. did the rest of the service like we normally do. So, yeah, but that we didn't do really. That was that, and that was my first time doing that here. So 
Um, it was really cool. And that kind of let me see some things that I can build on and plan for next year. Maybe look a little different. So yeah. Yeah. It was good. Now, do y'all do Thursday? Uh, no, we don't do Thursday. We didn't do okay. Thursday here. Uh, we just do a good Friday. So okay. Did y'all, did y'all so, do a Monday, Thursday? Oh yeah. 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 We, we usually do. Uh, this was the one that felt the most different for us, for me. So what we did is we just recorded a very brief communion service um, focused on not just communion in general now, but like the last supper of Monday, Thursday, which was good. Like I, I, I know I want to knock what we did. I liked what we did. I thought it was arguably our best option given all the circumstances we were dealing with, but in normal years, we do more that I just could not come up with a way for us to do. So we typically have a communion service kind of as normal. We don't do foot washing or anything like that. We just do communion. But at the end of the service, we add a stripping of the sanctuary when we're in person. So we have this very quiet, pretty somber moment where, so for our listeners not familiar with what stripping of the sanctuary is, it is typically that moment at the end of Monday, Thursday, where purple goes black. And so crosses are covered. Symbols are covered with black, any purple decorations, investments and all that kind of stuff are swapped or removed or taken off or whatever. And so we have a moment where we've got big purple banners and I always recruit choir members to walk in with even larger black banners hmm. and hang over the purple. We swap the pyramid over the pulpit to purple. That's a lot of peas in that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's weird when you say it and you just sound like popcorn in your mouth. Um, that, 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 that I'm going to pause and just say that was very, uh, that was very much a Ted Lasso moment for you right there. Peas. There's a lot of peas, peas. If you watch Ted Lasso. Any, I, I need to oh watch my that. gosh. You need to check I've heard it out. nothing but great things about it. I, I yeah. need to watch it. There's a there's moments where he has these moments. He's like, that's a that's a weird word. You know that word? People and he'll like repeat it like 14 times. He's like, that's mm, yeah, that's that's a unique word. Anyway. I feel like I'll relate to that person real hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, really good. But yeah, so we'll do all that. We'll remove the communion elements. We swap all our candles to black. Uh the staff take their purple stoles off. Like it's and then everybody leaves in silence. So like it's a because Monday Thursday always has such a different feel than Friday, like it it tends to be so much more like fellowship and joyful because it's the communion, the Last Supper, like it just tends to have that feel, and it always felt like whiplash than moving into Friday. But also all that stuff happens like Thursday evening, which I know that like sundown to sundown is a day, so like a day right. changes at that point historically. But I always wanted to have that marker of. Thursday shifts. It's not just dinner with your friends. Hmm. It is then like anguished prayer and it is betrayal. And it is the beginning of truly the end as far as they knew, at least hmm. before Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I miss that we didn't get to do that. Hmm. I'm sure that listeners, I'm sure some listeners out there thinking like, well, you just could have done this. Like I didn't think of, of, of that. Right. Whatever, whatever's in your head wasn't in my head. Uh, but, uh, stay tuned for that email address at the end and let me know right. what it is you're thinking about. So I liked that we had the communion moment. We all know the Eucharist is my favorite of all the things we can do, but I missed, it was the only one that I felt like, man, I wish we'd had that thing. Like even Ash Wednesday, like I wish we had done ashes, but the service itself was fine without it. Hmm. Uh, very much looking forward to doing it next year though. Again, don't get me wrong. I want the ashes. i noticeably missed the presence of the stripping of the sanctuary. Hmm. But in the end, it was fine. Good Friday, though, we did as an in-person and also hybrid live-streamed service. And it was essentially exactly what we always do. Hmm. There were minor, minor, very minuscule changes to that service. We do our welcome opening. We remember those on our prayer sheet. We... I've only done this nine times. Why am I unsure of what we're doing? Uh, <laughs> and then the, the, the big thing in, in that one, though, is we do the seven last words of Christ. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know who are listening, if you shove all the Gospels together and 
follow then the crucifixion story, Jesus says seven things. You have to look at all the gospels to get them, but he says seven things. And so we hear a word and we've got like a church member built a pretty like almost person size, not to hang a person on, but like about as tall as a person cross that has seven candle holders in front. Mm. And so we snuff candles on the cross as Jesus is the light of the life of Jesus Christ is going out on the cross. Mm. We snuff candles on the cross. I love it. Yeah. And so we got to do all of that. Uh, And then we always close it out with one of my handbell ringers tolling a bell 39 times. Uh, And that's always a thing. Like 39 is so many. Yeah. I remember you talking about that the last time where you think, oh yeah, what number are we at? We're really only at 10 or 20. And then you're like, oh my gosh, we're only halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. It's that you realize really, truly like, man, he got hit so many times. Yeah. Um, And I lost count at about 25 and tried to guess when I thought we were at about 35 Mm. and missed by about five or six. And so then that anticipation of like, is that the last one? Is that the last one? Is this finally the last, like, Mm. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's really good. But yeah, that was essentially, we had one virtual scripture reader. There was supposed to be a couple more, but it ended up not working out quite right. And like we had a couple technical glitches, a computer updated and restored a setting to its default. And so our video audio that we played in the room just wasn't right. And so it caused some weird speaker, but like, again, like just glitches. Mm. But it was still Good Friday, like yeah. glitches and all. Like, it was still a very meaningful service. So yeah, it it was great. Um, felt essentially untouched by the pandemic, which was interesting. Hmm. Of of all the services, it was the most that way. Right. We did. Um. At least I mean, it wasn't kind of new for me, but. Um, what I guess I, I use the same type of flow and everything they've used for the past several years here uh, for our Good Friday service. And it's basically a, um, it's basically just a reading, like it's basically readings and candles. And we have some music and instrumental in between. Uh, so basically with the, the way it starts is you would have a, you know, we did a, uh, we did a video that kind of led into the service. I did a welcome, quick welcome, just kind of explain the night. And then, uh, and then basically we had a reading. And you douse a candle and then we had a, a meditation. Um, and sometimes it was a corporate meditation. Sometimes it was a instrumental. Sometimes it was silent. So we had, we had a couple that were just silent, um, you know, and I kind of led the congregation and think about this or pray this or whatever. So it was, it was a really cool night. It was a, it was a great, um, great opportunity. We did the same thing where it, everything we do right now, um, I'll just kind of re- reiterate with you. We're doing everything in person, but we're also doing it online. We're we're probably on Sunday mornings. We're getting back to kind of where we were pre-COVID. We're still probably only about 50, I'd say 50 to 60% of what we had. Um, and we've been, we've been going back on, at least on Sundays, um, full, at least Sunday morning gathering for worship uh, since the end of summer last year. Mm. So what was that? I think August 2020 is when we maybe somewhere in there might've been before that. I just, I can't, I can't remember exactly. Um, and yeah, then we started do what time is meaningless now. Everything it really, it really kind of is. Um, and I think we started Sunday school then sometime either late fall. I think it was late fall. We started back into Sunday school. Oh, we're still not doing that. Yeah. We only, we are back to some in-person worship, but still really spaced out with some right. overflow rooms and that's it. No. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, and we'll start, like, we still have several Sunday school classes that aren't meeting. They're just online, um, which is, which is cool. Great for them. Um, but it's also kind of weird because they have to finish like our service is at 1030 and Sunday school is at nine. So like they finish at like nine 45 or 10 o'clock. So people can still get to church, you know, by 1030. Yeah, um, no, we, we did the same thing. We bumped Sunday school back to nine o'clock. Yeah, I think literally my class was the last holdout because I just kind of lost track that we needed to reschedule. Right. Um, but yeah, so we we moved Sunday school back to nine so that anybody who wants to drive to worship has time. To yeah, get has time to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it was it was still great. I heard from I heard from people in room and I heard from people online 
who just loved being able to have the Good Friday service um, and what it meant. I mean, just to just to be able to to worship in that way um, because we completely missed it last year, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it was a good it was a good it was a good experience for us. Um, I'm looking forward to being able to tweak it a little bit next year. Uh, maybe add a couple of more, uh, maybe bring a little bit different, uh, texture to it, but yeah. Um, yeah. But it was good. I, I was real concerned because we were, man, we were probably about 15 minutes into our, to our service, 15, maybe 20 minutes. And we were already on reading three and I thought, Oh my gosh, we only had six. And I was like, we're, this thing's going to be over in 30 minutes. <laughs> But actually, it did. It actually extended out real well. Um, it was almost a uh, fifty-minute service, so almost an hour. Um, yeah, ours was not even an hour for sure. And it's, but also like I don't care. Yeah, I, whatever. Most of the time, I don't like, care. I want it to be at least thirty minutes. But <laughs> you know, if it's a, you know, I didn't want it to be a twenty-minute service, which is kind of how I, I didn't plan it that way. But I didn't. I was at first. I was kind of concerned because I was watching. It, I was like. We're on reading three. It is literally 15 minutes into the service. Um, okay, we'll just see where this goes. Uh, and it, it actually ended up filling up just fine. So it was good. Um, did y'all do anything Saturday? No. Yeah. No. Didn't Saturday got to just be Saturday, which is how I like it. Like, yeah. Holy Saturday, I feel like should be relatively low key because it was definitely not a fun, happy day right. back, at, back right. at the moment. So, um, but that brings us to the big one. Yeah. Easter. The um, big um, Easter which Sunday. was both bigger and smaller all around. Mm. Um, so our actual main 1030 service was really just a normal service, except we just talked about Jesus coming back from the dead. Like right. I had a virtual choir that went pretty well. But normally we do like a brass quartet and a huge yeah. congregation and choir anthem together. And the huge, like, so not, none of that, none of that happened. Mm. So very low key, as far as music goes, worship itself, normal, like normal flow, normal liturgy. We've been doing Uh room was full. Uh, youth room had some people in it as well. Like we, we needed that, that overflow room. Yeah. Um, which, in, in, in no way surprised by that. Like Easter was going to be well attended. Um, but we wanted to, we, we knew we had a lot of people who wanted to do Easter, but were just not ready to come back. Mm-hmm. And so we always do a sunrise service anyway. And so we just beefed up the sunrise service. Mm-hmm. We did some singing. Some, yeah. Because again, even on Easter Sunday, no singing in the room. Yeah. But we did that? a little bit of outside singing. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that online. Y'all did that yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, we did outside singing at sunrise. And so, like we said, if you want to gather with your church and sing Easter music, congratulations, you're going to be here at There's 6 30 in the morning. Yeah. Like, if that's, and so really at that point, it just came down to, again, like for you personally, what is the worship thing you need? Mm. If it's singing the music, then you need to either worship at home at 1030 or come to sunrise service or both at that point, do either one. Yeah. Um, if you just really want to be back in the sanctuary for Easter morning, 1030 is it. So yeah, it, um, so sunrise was the biggest it has ever been hmm. both in attendance. Like there were a bunch of people there and also the amount of stuff we did, which we had been doing some outdoor worship in the fall when it was warmer. So we also just had a better flow to doing this outside. We had better equipment for doing it outside. <laughs> Um, which allowed us to beef it up in those ways. Yeah. So we had been able to build on other stuff we'd done. We then normally do a breakfast. We didn't do a breakfast. We didn't do early worship. Like we didn't do an 8.30 service. Sunday school was normal. And then we had 10.30 hybrid worship. So yeah. it, uh, so yeah, it was both larger and smaller, but still felt very much like Easter. Like still mm-hmm. felt very celebratory, very, uh, praising the resurrection like yeah it it was easter Hmm. even without again very very much like ash wednesday even without some of the usual trappings of what we do it was still easter Hmm. and that i think was the most important bit of all right yeah it was good um 
I did my first, I think it's probably the first, yeah, the first sunrise service I've ever led, like officially led as a, as a worship pastor uh, in 20 something years of ministry. First time I've ever done one. Oh, wow. Um, where I led, I've, I've attended and I've been, yeah, you know, I yeah. grew up in a church that did them. I just didn't, you know, this is the first one I ever led. And, um, it was very unique. I didn't, um, it was very simple, very simple service. We sang two songs and had a message and, um, it was, it was cool. Cause we were in our commons area, which is, uh, kind of just a, the big welcome area. It's a big kind of big atrium like area between, kind of sits between the two buildings of our church. So think of it kind of like a, just a big hall people walk into Um, kind of the welcome. We have our, you know, our coffee and everything set up in there and all the info and welcome booths, all that stuff is in that area, but we could put about 90 chairs in that area. So we, we set up, I think 85 or 87 chairs or something like that and had about 75 people there. For that morning. And we were like, I was real surprised. 6.30 a.m. service um, and had 75 people. I was like, that's amazing. Like we had to have 10 extra chairs open. Like it was crazy. Yeah. We had um, 90 at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. I was like, it's just, it's great. But uh, and I think a lot of it was had to do with that. We missed this. It wasn't. Yep. People 100%. were not able to do it last year. So it they, they missed it. They needed it for their souls. Um and it was a it was a sweet time, man. It was a good. Um, I did learn a I did learn a secret um, that everybody else they hand off like so like our pastor didn't preach that he handed off to one of the other uh, uh, to the young adult uh, director in the church and let him preach that sermon that morning. Um, and uh, so I decided since it was my first one, I'd go ahead and do it. Uh, but made note that next year I'm going to hand off to somebody too because <laughs> it was like man, I was running from like six in the morning. Uh, and it was actually five 30. Cause by the time I left, I left my house at five 30 to get there yeah. by six. And, yeah. um, yeah, I was then at, I was just, I was at church all morning from yep. like six o'clock until I left at 12. Like I was there for, you know, I got all, to church at 5. AM. Yeah. I was up at about three 30. Yeah. Like that's, that's not great. Bits, man. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. some ways Easter. And I think I mentioned this in another episode. in some ways Easter is the worst. Oh, it is. Um, it's, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's wonderful and amazing. Mm, it also kind of blows. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. From the from the yeah from the tired aspect, you just oh, it just beats you down. And uh, and this was workload wise a relatively chill Easter. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, three thirty is three thirty, man. Like that's, <laughs> this is that's early. I don't care what you, how little you have to get up and do. It's man. still really early in the morning. Like, Let me tell you what I used to. I used to get up at four thirty when I was in Huntsville. I uh, know you did. I got up at yeah. four thirty every Sunday morning, and um, here it's great because I get to sleep in till uh, till six. Uh, so it's good. I take that one every every Sunday. It's great. So after all of this, yeah. Do you have any? Because I've got a few. Do you have any like broad takeaways from COVID, Lent, and Holy Week? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have like, because for us, whereas we're still very aware that COVID is and the pandemic is still a thing, right? We're we're not forgetting it. It's still we still social distancing. Um, we're still skipping pews in our sanctuary. We're not, we're not requiring masks. I think we said this from the beginning. We're not, we didn't require masks from the beginning. Um, we encouraged them. Um, we also allowed people to say, Hey, if you, if you feel comfortable without one, that's, that's between you and, and Jesus. If, but if you, if you need to wear a mask, you are completely welcome to do that. And nobody's going to frown upon that. <laughs> you know, we're not going to discourage it in any means. And so we we are very much aware that that COVID is still happening. On the flip side of that, we're we're kind of back to normal in a sense of we're doing what we were doing before. We're back to our normal programming. We're back to doing what we were doing. What we're trying to do now is think how how can we best minister in a world where we best meet our people's needs, who some are going to be here and some are still going to be at home. 
Mm-hmm. And some are still going to participate through Zoom or through, you know, online service or whatever. Um, how do we best meet everybody? And so where I'm going with that in regards to um, to Easter was I almost didn't um, I almost didn't stream Good Friday because there was a part of me that said that's a special service that I think people need to be at. And if they need to wear a mask and come, then they need to wear a mask and come. And the week of, I kind of tried to change a heart on that and said, let's just make it, if we're going to do it, let's just do it and open it up for whoever wants to, to, yeah. to view it that way. Um, and I'm glad we did. I, um, I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too big to say I might've made a mistake. Um, and so I think, I think if I'd have gone that route, I think it would have been a mistake. Um, because people, the the feedback I got from folks who were at home watching that service, to me, made it worthwhile. And so I was I was very um, I was just pleased at the end of the night to go. Okay, note to self that was a good that was a good call. Uh, even though I almost balked at it, um, it was a good it was a good decision. And so I learned kind of learned from that. All right, I'll I'll take that one. <laughs> you know, I'll take yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, because um, it is weird to have people at home for these, but um, and it may even be hard at times for us to even fathom how that could end up being like a, a worthwhile worship experience right. for somebody. But that's not our like. That's up to the Holy Spirit. That's um, absolutely right. That's Holy Spirit can right. do yeah some weird stuff, man. Man, I'll tell you, I learned. Uh, I'm not sure if I shared this story online on the on the podcast or not, but. You know, when I first got to Huntsville, I I learned a whole lot about how people respond. And like to me, to me as a worship pastor, as a worship leader, as a planner, it's weird to me to think people are actually cool and and can engage in a worship service that they're watching on a screen. Like for me, I feel like I need to be there in that room to really experience it. Um but the same thing is true with not everything happens in an outward, you know, response. Um, mm-hmm. Cause when I first got to Huntsville, there was a guy, I won't, I won't use his name, but he, um, there was a guy who, and one of my first things I ever led, it was a young adult thing. It was called forum at the time. And um, I, I know remember forum. forum. Yeah. And I so was essentially in charge of forum. Yeah, many you times. Were, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I was y'all's other employee who didn't actually yeah, that's work right. there. Um, so I think this is before you came, but there was prior to that, um, my first time ever leading that I, man, I thought I had the stuff, man. I had the songs picked out that I knew people were going to respond to or whatever. And there was one guy who just sat there at a table and he just had his arms crossed and he was just staring a hole through me and his face said, I would rather be anywhere else, but right here in this room right now. Do I know this person? Oh yeah. You know this person. Okay. And so I said, um, you can tell me after we were yeah. <laughs> And so he just sat there and the whole time I'm sitting there watching, I'm leading songs and I'm thinking, man, he is just staring a hole through me. Like, what is going on? Like, and finally I just had to turn away from him because I was like, I just feel like he is just going to distract me because now I'm more distracted by him trying to get him to respond. And he's just not. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to pretend that he just wants to be somewhere else. Well, at the end of the service, he came to me. And he's like, hey, you got a minute? Can we talk? And I was like, oh, boy, yeah, sure, you know. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this is he's about to unload on something. I did something wrong or whatever. And he said, uh, he said, listen, I just want to thank you because that was one of the best, most meaningful worship experiences I've had in a long time. And I was like, imagine when it's not hitting for really. I was just like, what? Because your face was like saying anything else. And uh, when I came to learn. What I came to learn about this guy is that he's such a deep thinker and he is he is a true introvert where he he thinks every like everything is internal. And so he he soaks it in and he thinks that way, but that becomes his spiritual form of worship. Yeah. And that that helps me remember uh 10 years later, that helps me remember that people connect on different levels. And some people connect through online and that that doesn't change anything for them. Yeah. Um and that, and so it it became very important um, after that Good Friday service that I went, okay, I get it, I get it. This is uh, this is good. Now we still want to encourage people who can come to come, but I'm not ever going to balk at people who who would rather watch on TV to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I more power to you, man. 
if you can worship that way, go for it. Um, and that's really one great. of the things that just, I, I think it's in, in a similar vein to that, that really stuck out for me through this whole season with all of these special services is we get so caught up in making sure that it can be as good as it has been. If we don't have ashes, will it be okay? If we only have this, if we can try to do that, how can we accommodate X, Y, and Z? But it's just such a good reminder that all of this is so much bigger than what we do Mm. that like whatever we did, whatever we chose to do, chose not to do like, Jesus still enters Jerusalem. Yeah. Jesus still has the last supper. Jesus is still betrayed, still dies and still comes back. Mm. Like however we choose to do that liturgically, it still happens either way. Right. And so not that that's a free pass to just like not really try. Right. Um, Like we're still called to do our best and like, I've known you long enough and you've known me long enough. Like we will do our best. I have no doubt about that, but in the end, whatever happens, like it's so much bigger than anything we do. The story of God's work in the world, God's current work in the world, like happens. We're invited to and called to participate in it and be a part of it, but like it's happening either way. Yeah. And I need that reminder. Sometimes I I can get so caught up in like, how are we going to do this well? How are we going to do it right? That in the end, like we just talked about, what happens is up to the spirit. And so That's right. what happens, happens. That's right. Yeah. I, and I, it's I, only weird then if we make it weird. Mm. Like if we spend the whole time, like really going like, oh man, everybody, <laughs> I know it's weird. And I know we've got all these masks and I know That's that right. we've got all these changes. <laughs> oh, like if we spend our whole time being weird about it, then everybody's weird with us. Hmm. Um, but if we just go in and say like, hey, it's Easter. Let's sing and pray and celebrate the resurrection. That's right. We're going to do it either outside or in person. So like, okay, cool. Like we just acknowledge that like, yeah, it's a little different this year, but it's still Easter. It's still Good Friday. It's still Monday, Thursday. It's still Palm Sunday. It's still Ash Wednesday. Like bring it on. <laughs> that. I think has been so made so abundantly clear through all this. That like, just go with it. It's only weird if you make it weird. Yeah. Be honest about what's up. Like on Palm Sunday, when we were real honest about the fact that like, yeah, it's kids Sunday. We do kids stuff. Kids come in with palm branches, but not every kid's here. So we found a way to let them be a part of this. Implement that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to be apologetic about it. We don't need to be awkward about it. We don't need to then, fall all over ourselves saying like oh but all the people at home are still like you're still a part of it too we say it we make it clear and then we move on and we worship and that that would that was very meaningful this year just to to know that it's going to happen either way and that we just lean in and do the best we can right i was very pleased overall with how it all went and yeah was looking forward to this episode to yeah to talk it about was it. fun to um it, it, you know, for me, it was fun thinking this was my first, this was my first year here really doing Easter mm-hmm. since last year was in lockdown. We just kind of, we did it to survive um, as we mentioned earlier, but this was the first year where I actually got to plan it and do it and see it and see, see what the church is used to doing, you know? And so it was, um, I was excited in that sense, just to be able to do it in that way with this, with these people. So it was a good, it was, I, I was, I was happy. I was happy with it and how it all came out. So. And it gave um, me a lot of hope for just the future of the like church universal, mm. um, which is in need of change and in need right. of some updating and shifting how we do a lot of things, our engagement with culture and community and justice and inclusivity and all these things models of church what all like just there's a laundry list of things that need attention but we also just went through the most tried and true holy days of the church year minus christmas and i'd imagine for essentially every church member listening to this podcast it looked different Hmm. everybody made changes everybody had to find something to tweak Hmm. and we all did it and it was all okay no church exploded 
Jesus didn't like poke his head out the tomb and go, you didn't sing it right. And like come back inside like that. That's that didn't happen. It's like, I'm not coming out till y'all all sing it in person right. in the same room. Like, no. So like change is possible. It took a major event like a global pandemic to do it, but like change is possible. Yeah. And so I hope that coming at it with fresh eyes for these particular occasions gives us some courage and creativity to look at all the other things and say like, oh yeah, no, we, we can change that too. Right. We can have some agility. We can have some critical thinking about it all and just say like, pick a problem. We can think different and better about it. Yeah. So it was, it was a good hopeful Holy week. Yeah. It's a good recap. I'll just say, I'll lead in this way. I'll be, I'd be interested to hear, um, from those of you listening to this podcast, uh, I'd be interested to hear what you guys did. Um, was it different? Was your experience different from uh, from mine or from Taylor's? And how? Um, and so ways you can communicate with us. Um, we do this every podcast, and Taylor uh, <laughs> Taylor made reference to it earlier. Um, you can reach us on email, thebeardedlevitespodcast at gmail.com. We uh, made sure to find the absolute longest um, uh, email handle we could find. Uh, yeah, shockingly, <laughs> no one took one that long yet. And that's right. All ours. Yeah. The bearded Levites podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also connect with us on, um, on, on, uh, social, uh, Facebook, the bearded Levites podcast, and also on Instagram, same thing. Um, the bearded Levites podcast. Um, and, and as you're, you're at it, while you're on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, find our little show and leave us a review follow us subscribe to us what whatever the term is now on spotify or apple Podcasts. i know it has changed recently i think rate us leave a review that that really truly helps a lot both for us just to know what people are thinking in general but also to like analytics and tracking and all all the data parts of it that go into it as well like um you know it'd be cool if we had a sponsor at some point i don't I don't know who on earth would sponsor a liturgical podcast, but you know, uh, you never know, man, you never know. But if we have good reviews and good ratings, like that, that is helpful for us. That is good. And, uh, we really enjoy doing this, uh, and we'll do it kind of like either way, but you know, if we ever wanted some like cool stuff, it'd be helpful to have some sponsors. So, so yeah, uh, all that to say, share, share the episodes, tell people about the podcast, not that they need more of our voices in their life, but we want this. We really want this to hopefully be a community and be jumping off points for discussions and growth and ideas and creativity. Um, like really, truly, that would be amazing. So the way that happens is y'all help get us out there. It's your word. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the recap and um, send us your messages and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Wash your hands, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.